Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and this is episode 55 of Nintendo World Report's connectivity podcast, The OG Denpa Man. In this week's episode, we've got a little What You've Been Playing with Patrick, Zach, and Neil. Uh, After that, myself and Neil talk about my recent trip to Disneyland to play Epic Mickey 2, and then Nate, Neil, and Tyler talk about The Denpa Men. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another segment of What You've Been Playing. It's that time of the year, so we're going to have a lot more of these kind of segments. This is the second week in a row we're doing it. This time we're cutting out the news, because there wasn't too much. Um, I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, and with me we've got Zach Miller and Patrick Barnett. Yes. Hi, everyone. Yay! Yay. Now, uh, this week we've had several new releases um, and stuff from recent weeks of releases. We're going to be talking about... You know, your Code of Princess, your Pokemon Black and White 2, your Walking Dead Episode 4, mm. and, and other stuff that has come out recently. Um, that's kind of weird. I mean, we're all talking about new stuff. What? I guess uh, let's start off with the game that both Zach and I have been playing a lot of, Code mm. of Princess, which is an Atlas joint. Um, I, I don't know who the original developer is. It's kind of like Guardian Heroes, if someone's looking for a kind of line in the sand about it. Never played that. Um, but it's a really fun RPG brawler, wouldn't you say, Zach? I'd call it a brawler RPG myself. Yes, yes, I guess, you know, it's much more of a brawler than it is an RPG. All the RPG stuff is very light. It's just, like, your characters gain levels, you get skill points to put into, like, you know, uh, attack, hit points, hit points or... magic points, attacks, defense, magic, and speed. And, and, how, um, and how long your your special thingamabob lasts, whatever the hell that that's called. Yeah, uh, but is it like piety or whatever? Piety, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's also like weapons and loot that you get that then you can equip, and that, that gives you other bonuses as well. It doesn't really do anything. I mean, you can I do mean, it, it where like... It does, but you know, it's such such a small focus of the game. Yeah. There's like some ridiculous stuff where it's just like, it'll, it'll like crap out all of your defense, but you'll be able to boost your off- your attack so high. Oh yeah, see I hate stuff like that because yeah. I like to balance out my character. I have but kind of found, as I'm playing it with uh, the the <laughs> the titular princess. <laughs> um, oh, good joke. But I, I, don't, I don't really use any of her, like any of the magic stuff with her, so I've just been feeding into her tech, and she's fucking powerhouse at this point. Dude, she doesn't really have magic. Yeah, like, I mean, she has that, like, where, like, she has that one attack where she shoots that magic ball out, and then, like, she hits it with a sword or whatever. Right, right. But that's about it. But then yep. you have other characters, pretty much every other character, at least out of the four main ones. Um, you, ha- you have Solange, who's the, the princess that's wearing no clothing. There's <laughs> Alibaba, who's a thief that um, has a lock on her tank top for some reason. It's weird. Yeah, she doesn't really... Yeah. Um, um, you have Zozo, who's a necromancer, who's, who's basically... hilarious. Yeah, just an amalgamation of a bunch of body parts. And she, and like, you doesn't have... care. Yeah, um, if anyone's curious, Lauren's, like, pissing herself <laughs> hearing me describe characters in this game. <laughs> It's that ridiculous. It really is. It are, is. Are all the characters are they all female? Like I'm no, 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 no. Well, the, the fourth, the fourth of the main one is is Allegro, who's this like bard who pretends to be a sage. He's basically a con artist, um, yeah. and he's kind of fucking awesome because he attacks yeah. with a fucking rock guitar. Yeah, he's kind of super powerful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I guess I, I was talking to uh, Tyler Olu, 
um, uh, you know, other staffer, and he's been using uh, Allie a lot, and she seems to um, like have a lot of the same ideas as Allegro as far as like the you know kind of just doing a lot of magic related damage and stuff like that. But uh, I just I just love because with Allegro you have like different attacks where basically you can like raise your attack or heal by like doing like these like you know right. kind of like be it, like it'll clear everyone away from you and then you'll heal or boost your attack. And then he just has, like, this other stuff where it's basically, like, he'll just do, like, guitar solo and yeah. then, like, shoot stuff out of people. It's, it's ridiculous <laughs> and fun. And then um, there's, I think there's, like, 50 characters total. Well, but there's only, I mean, there's only four that you can use in the campaign. And then yeah. they have, like, bonus quests and stuff that you can use for other characters, which those, Samurai, those all seem... Uh, uh, yeah, there's, there's... Powerful, strong dude. The Manimalist or whatever. It's Manimalist. so weird. Uh, the that nun with a friggin' mace. Yeah, and then I I think the cat who's dressed like an Egyptian pharaoh. Uh, I, I think he's play playable so later. Um, he's been showing up in the story. I think Zach and yeah. I are probably roughly around the same point. He's funny. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is that the writing's really fun. Um, the writing's it's, it's, fun and and the voice acting is great. It's surprisingly good. Yeah. Um, I mean the story in the game is is kind of dumb, but the game makes fun of it. And it is yeah. the kind of thing I know. That's I've seen some people on Twitter talk about how, like, oh, this is so like you know eye roll worthy and everything. But for me, that's, it's that's like I'm not really I like I, about it. I stopped paying attention to the story early on, and then yeah. once I started reading some of the dialogue, then I actually started like watching the cutscenes, and they're hysterical. Oh yeah, they have a lot of like layers and puns and stuff like that, and that's I, the kind of shit that makes me laugh. I laughed out loud when that samurai asked uh, Zozo out. Yeah, he's yeah, like, that was when weird. When we get he's finished blind. with this quest, can we like go out? Maybe just as friends first, and then yeah. see where it goes. <laughs> well, no, the, the the samurai's blind, so that makes it even better. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, She's like I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then there's uh there's like a versus mode where you can use like pretty much every fucking character or enemy in the game. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really been able to test <laughs> that out because, as Zach and I found out the other day, the online is fucking abysmal. Uh, part of it might be you and I have a terrible connection. No, but... no, because well, I, I don't think I've talked to a human being who has played an online match in oh, wow. this game. Um, everyone that I've talked to has been kind of like, is it working for you? Because it's not for me. Now, I tried to play online with a random guy, and the random guy showed up on my in my lobby, and then he immediately dropped out. Ugh. I couldn't tell if he just, oh, I don't want to play with you, or there was some error. Ugh. Hopefully they fix that up because this this is clearly made to be like a four player brawler. Yeah, I mean definitely the co op would be fun with that. I mean hopefully it'll clear itself up or be functional. Yeah, but yeah. Um, the, the Zach will have a review up in the this near weekend future. probably. Yeah, cool. It's it and I I also want to say it looks great. Yeah, it really does. Uh, um, the 3D, I'm not too wild about. I guess the depth oh, is cool, but the it doesn't is really cool for the three different layers, you know, or yeah. the three different paths. Uh, there is one one little thing that only I could complain about. Uh, Neil, you you might have noticed this. Maybe you didn't notice it, but you will now that I say it. Uh, you know how when characters are talking and there's a cinematic, you have character portraits talking to each other with you know words on the screen. Yeah. And the character's name, who's talking is right above the text, and it's kind of with a big black outline over it. Yeah. Well, that name with a big black outline is right over Solange. Ah. <laughs> right there. 
perfect placement. So that kind of pisses me off. But what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, you've been playing Dead or Alive 5 as well? So, yeah. <laughs> good, uh, good link there. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Dead or Alive 5, it's, you know, it's a Dead or Alive game. Uh, if you've ever played a Dead or Alive game, um, this is exactly like all the other ones. You, uh, it's a rock, paper, scissors between uh, attacks, holds, and um, counters. Um, it's, the, the main thing about it is there's a story mode like Mortal Kombat story mode uh, where you play as every character and there is a continuous story that makes some sense. Uh, so that's really cool. I haven't beat it yet, but um, I really like getting to tinker around with each character. Yeah, that was one of the one things that I thought Mortal Kombat <laughs> did very well. Yeah, because, I mean, in every other Dead or Alive 5 game, I just picked Kasumi because I knew how to use her really well. But, yeah. But And the other thing, if have either of you guys played Dead or Alive Dimensions? No. Okay, it's like a 3DS well, game. Yeah. It okay. has a story mode, too, where... Uh, before every fight, it'll tell you a different technique, and it'll say, try this, you know, during this fight. And so it kind of teaches you how to play the game for people who don't know. And this game does the exact same thing. Uh, it's really pretty awesome. And um, cool. and there are some new new things about this game. Uh, um, the, the, the toughest thing for me is they've really narrowed the window for a successful counter. So you have to, and you can't, I mean, you can't do this in any day or life, but I feel like if they're really going to narrow the, the uh, well, they, you you can't block and then counter right from a block. So you have to just be standing there waiting for the dude to kick you in the face and then counter while he's in that animation. And if you miss, he kicks you in the face. So it's <laughs> it's difficult for me to get used to that new timing, but... Uh, you know, it's still good. The, the great thing about Dead or Alive 5 is it looks amazing. Uh, just one of the best-looking PS3 games I've ever played. Some really amazing character models. People sweat and bleed and uh, really just phenomenal-looking game. And all the girls look great, in case you were wondering. I, I wasn't, but thank you And I got the special <laughs> edition, which means that I got a uh, code for everybody to get a bikini. Hmm. <laughs> so it's the Zack edition. Yep, yep. So it's a good game, and and it has persistent online, which I haven't tried yet. But I was playing a training mode, and it said, you know, Bob wants to play online with you, and I was like, screw you, Bob. I'm in training mode, but <laughs> it's there if you want it. So that's Dead or Alive Five. If you like, if you like Dead or Alive, this is the best one I've ever played. Cool. I mean, I've been thinking about the 3DS version, but it's one of those games that like I need to find dirt cheap. Oh yeah. It is good though. I think I think Dead or Alive Dimensions is probably the best Dead or the best pre Dead or Alive five Dead or Alive game. That's good to know that the game the series seems to be progressing. Oh yeah. There you go. Those are my two games. Cool. cool, cool. Um I, I just have a Zach, are you a fan of Tekken at all? No, that's too technical for me. Okay. Just because um I guess, you know, I said no news, but there is that stuff where, like, they've been showing more of the Tekken Tag Tournament 2 costumes for Wii U. Like, oh, there's a I fucking Captain this. Falcon Mario one. Costume, you could yeah. put the bear in the Mario costume? Like, how great is that? <laughs> you know, that's, that's, the ridiculous. Other thing. that's the other thing about Tekken that I don't understand. This is going to come sound stupid coming from a guy who plays, like, Soul Calibur and, and you know, Mar- Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. 
you know, the characters are so weird. There's a dude oh, with man. a lion head. There was a dinosaur who farted in Tekken 3. It was amazing. Oh, gosh. You know, it just Tekken doesn't make any sense He had a me. move. His name was Gone, and he had a move that was Gone with the Wind, and he farted. Wow. Highlight wow. of the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was playing Tekken Tag Two with uh with with Josh Max at the New York event, and like I would be Mokujin, the the wooden creature, oh, yeah, yeah. and then he would be the he would be the bear, the panda bear, and we'd Jeez. fight. Um, like I don't want to play humans in that game. That's stupid. <laughs> Unless it's like the drunk guy or whatever. Yeah, there's a drunk but, uh, guy in Dead or Alive too. <laughs> really I'm I'm reasonably excited for Tekken Tag Two in all honesty. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's just the, the Nintendo touches seem to be something that I will get a kick out of. Yeah, those are pretty cool, I gotta say. But aren't the Nintendo touches just like a one mode of the game? It's not like the a costumes. The costumes. No, they're, they're on your costume. You can customize your costumes in single okay. player. Yeah, and then there's also stuff where you can like design like custom decals and stuff for your characters yeah. using the oh, game. Oh, that, that's a little better then. Like Soul yeah, Calibur sure. Five, you do that in that too. Yeah, except for this, you have like a, a tablet. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So, I've got a, a cadre of 3DS, well, I guess technically DS as well, new releases. Um, I guess I'll just start with the one that came out first, but I'm playing last. Um, that's Crosswords Plus. Um, I finally oh, yeah. I finally got my hands on the game, and it is a Crosswords game right. in which, uh, you know, you can play crossword puzzles. Right. Yeah, I mean, right now uh, I've I only got it today, so I've just been kind of tooling around with some of the easier stuff. But it seems like there's some good street pass and spot st- spot pass stuff in it. I've heard that like when you walk by the Nintendo Zone stuffs, you'll get more puzzles that way, Ooh. and uh, hopefully I'll be able to screw around with the street pass and see how that trading works. Uh, I'm going to New York Comic Con this weekend, so that oh, should you be lucky fun. Bastard. Hey, uh, for the, for uh, the stream pass crash stuff, mo- is it like? Sorry, it's just exchange puzzles. Is it like puzzles that you build yourself? Ooh. No, it's okay. the bonus puzzles that, like, there's a whole bunch of them that you download from Spot Pass, and okay. then you can share them with other people. Hmm. So it's I kind have... of like a, a stupid way to get more content, but I'm still curious to see how it all works. Um, I have a question about it. Yeah. In the first Crosswords DS, which which me and my wife loved, uh, it had a little bit of trouble with... Letter um, recognition? Yeah, letter recognition. Yeah. Especially, like, S. I'd have to draw some letters, like... From the bottom, oh, oh, has been my kryptonite. Um, really? O oh, of all things. Yeah, I mean, I'm just drawing a circle, and it's just like J. Do you mean C? <laughs> no, no, I mean O. I mean, it has actually because um, uh, I I didn't play that much of the DS version, but I'm pretty sure this is made by the same company. Oh, I'm I think sure it was. It I think it was an NST joint, and I assume they made this one too. Um, but Lauren played uh, Crosswords on DS, and I asked her, you know, are there letter recognition issues? And she said there were there were a few. Right, right, Lauren. Oh, no, she's listening to music. Um, but there, there were like a few issues. Um, and then she made a comment about how like, well, your handwriting is fucking terrible. And I, I didn't realize as I'm playing this game, I'm cleaning up my handwriting when I'm playing this game. Because I'm used to, I've been playing the Brain Age Sudoku game. And, and that's a lot more looser with the numbers. Because, I mean, there's only there's only 10 options there. Right, right. Um, and, this, and like, I find myself just like kind of like, you know, it's easier to draw a lowercase e and have it recognize that than draw an uppercase e and that's stuff weird. like that. Um, but I mean, it's good. I'm I'm looking forward to having that game on my system and, and go to it every now and then. Now, you know, yeah, I like crosswords. From the little bit that you've played of it, does it give you that like pie cross 3D vibe where when you finish one puzzle, you just want to go right into the next one? 
Yeah, I mean, right now, like, I'm, I, I finally just got to the 7x7 seven seven grids. I got, like, a, uh, a spot pass puzzle that was, like, a 15x15 15 15 that was a little more challenging. But it just, I mean, it's piss easy right now. Like, I can see it getting harder. Okay. And it's a, it's the kind of game where you need to, like, play through a bunch of the easy and medium stuff before you even unlock the hard and very hard. Uh, what, like, which Picross? Is, yeah, yeah, a lot like a lot like Picross and a lot like the first crosswords, from what I hear. I haven't um, played that one. So, I mean, that, that that's kind of a bummer. But at the same time, it's not, I mean... You know, some of the clues, you're like, oh, yeah, I need to, need to think about that one. Um, but early on, it's really, really easy, and that's, you know, I'm only like 15 puzzles into the game. I'm certainly looking forward to your review to help me make my decision. Yeah. I mean, it, it, really, a lot of it's going to depend on, like, does it ever get to that point? Because I'm okay with it starting off easy, because I get why it starts there. Oh, yeah. I wish there was more of a direct way that I could, like, just cut that playing time out. I know, because it's, you know, it's crosswords. Yeah, like I wish I wish they just gave you all the difficulties right away. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately they don't. Or 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 at least we're just like, hey, if you want to play the hard puzzles, like play like five normal ones. Yeah, and we'll yeah. unlock it. Um well, but, Nintendo yeah, do seems to do that to... with a lot of stuff. Like yeah. Across and uh Pushmo recently did the same thing where Yeah, you... where they have all those tutorials and Crashmo uh from Aaron's early impressions seems to do the same shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I mean at the end of the day, like I'm not too bothered by it. I just wish, like, hey, did you play Pushmo? Well, here's a few things detailing the new shit, and then move on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something you got to put up with. But yeah, they're great games. <laughs> yep. At least Picross and Pushmo. Um, so I'll go with the next game in chronological order. But this one I actually did start playing before the third game. Uh, that's Pokemon Black and White Two. I got Black Two. Um, I've been Ooh. playing it. I'm. It's like halfway in between Gym Leader 3 and 4 at this point. Um, mm. and instead of actually saying impressions about the game, I'm just going to go through my team right now. I went with Snivy as, as my starter. Way uh, to go. The grass guy. Good choice. I, I, did, uh, I did Oshawott, or as I called him, uh, Dick Clown, yep. because the, the shell looks like it could be a penis. It does. Um, at least in 2D. When it's in 3D, then you're like, oh, it is a shell. Um, so I went with Snivy. It was a hard-fought battle. I asked Lauren uh, which sound sounded better, and she said Snivy sounded better than Tepig, so I went with Snivy. Um, and then uh, what's what's the rest of my team? I got a, I got a Ryalu that recently evolved into a Lucario, which I had to do. Oh. I had to play it during lunch, because I've been playing a lot of it at night, and Ryalu only evolves when he's happy in the daytime and he levels up. So during lunch, I was just like, well, fuck this. I gotta get my Ryalu leveled up, um, so I'm gonna do that. Uh, so I got him. I got a fighter. I got a, a Magby, because for some reason I'm just a sucker for, like, Magmar and Electabuzz, because I always wanted to play them in red and blue, and by the time you get them in red and blue, it's like, there's not really much more game to play. Right. So it's just kind of like, well, these guys are fucking pointless, and you probably already have, like, a Fire guy or or an Electric guy already high up. Exactly. I liked how in some of the recent generations you can get them early, because I like those guys a lot. I do too. Um, Magmar fucked up the third gen leader. He was a bug guy. <laughs> Schooled everyone. Like, they had, like, oh, it's my big Pokemon. It's this new level evolution that you've never seen before. Guess what? Gonna use Fire Spin, and you're gonna die in one hit. <laughs> um, that's my fourth guy. Uh, I got a Genesect. Uh, that's, like, the mystery gift Pokemon right now, which is, like, I... bug and steel. And it's fucking overpowered as all shit. <laughs> like, when I got, like, most of my guys are, like, hovering around level 20. Um, I got Genesect, started at level 15, instantly already had better spats than every single one of my characters that, that were at level 20. 
Nice. Which is ridiculous. And I've just been using it. I'm just like, let's see how far like, ridiculous this thing can get. Because I basically had five Pokemon for a while because it just wasn't a sixth one that I really wanted to have on the team. I had a Rog and Rolla just in that spot. Um, so is, my Genese- other- is Genesect exclusive to Black White 2? I think so. It's like uh, a mystery gift Pokemon. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long it's going to be available for. I just got that. I just got that uh, unicorn pony for Black White One the other day. Now, cool. Yeah. Um, so my other two, I got a, I got a Magnemite because the second gym leader is Poison, and oh, yeah. Magnemite is Steel, and I always kind of forget that because <laughs> Magnemite was not always Steel in Red nope. and Blue. Um, but I, I, I decided to kind of stick with Magnemite instead. I had a uh, the little the little sheep thing, uh, Mareep. And I like them a lot because they're goofy because it's oh, an electric Lord, sheep. But then I figured, you know what? I've never had a Magnemite before. Let's see how this goes. Um, and the last Pokemon that I have is a Psyduck because you can get them early. And I never, I've always thought Psyducks are funny and I've never been able to use one in a party. Huh? Um, no. As you can tell, I'm not looking to be a pro level Pokemon player. I just basically go for like, that one looks fucking stupid. I want to <laughs> put it in my party. So is is this game unlike Pokemon Black and White, the the first one where you actually can get the older generation Pokemon? Then? Yeah, um, I think uh, I guess the official the company line would be that there are over three hundred Pokemon in the National Pokedex, which is more than any other National Pokedex ever. Um, it's a pretty good mix. Like you can like there's I mean there's it seems spread out evenly across every generation. I mean of course I kind of gravitate towards the original one fifty because that's <laughs> yeah. kind of what I grew up with. Because, I, I mean, my Pokemon past is playing Red and Blue all the fucking time. Like, restarting it yearly and just playing through it when I was younger. And just, like, Gold and Silver came out. I'm like, nope, just going to restart Red and Blue. I, I have a Pokemon confession. The only game I actually ever beat was Pokemon Red. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, yeah, because I got Red and Blue. And then uh, it's friends in college were playing Diamond. And then I decided I'll get Pearl and then play it. And I, I was thinking, like, it was right around finals time when it came out. I was like, I'll wait until after finals. I did not do that. It was a terrible, terrible idea. Because I'm just like, but but I can beat this gym leader. Neil, you have a paper due tomorrow morning. No, but but yeah, there's another gym leader after that. <laughs> you have an exam in the morning. You should maybe study. Um, and then, then I've been getting all the new ones ever since. I wasn't even planning on getting Black 2 at launch. It just kind of happened. It was like I had talked to a friend, and he's like, yeah, I've been reading a little bit about Black 2 and White 2. It seems really good. And then I started reading a little bit about it, and I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> Guess what? And then, then uh, you know, me and him watched the Packer game, and as I was wiping away my tears, uh... we went to Target and got Pokemon Black White 2. Yeah. He's a Redskins fan, though, so it's like for him. He's like an honorary Packer fan because he watches games with me. Nice. And the Redskins kind of suck, although now they have the same record as the Packers. It's a bad year. Um, the last game that I'm going to talk about, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on. Uh, you can read my review. It's up on the site. That's Spy Hunter for the 3DS. It's just not good. Um, it, it really, it really was, isn't that good. When was the last time a Spy Hunter game was good? I don't know. Apparently, some people kind of liked some of the recent ones that I don't even remember coming out. I, I did yeah. find out. Uh, fun fact: Spy Hunter on the 3DS is the third game named Spy Hunter. Uh, there was a there was an early like PS2 Xbox game called Spy Hunter, and then of course the original. I remember that. Um, but I mean, it's like the weapons are cool. There's some fun shit that you can do with the weapons, but the game is just like race down this corridor, fight people, get to the finish, and then like 
the, the like the circle pad controls for the car are fucking terrible. So it's like if you make the slightest overturn, it's just like you're gonna die. Um, I like I. I would restart levels probably like 15 to 20 times sometimes because it'd just be like I'd get near the end and then like one thing would go wrong and then everything would go wrong and then there'd be like 15 cars surrounding me and there's no weapon that I could pull out of my ass to until later in the game. Like early on, it was just a lot of like, I have missiles, I have a machine gun, but if you're not in front of me, I can't do anything to you. I have a flamethrower on my back, but, but that's not going to work if you guys are all flanking me. Um... It's just it's just not a very good game. It looked like it might be good, but it was not. And uh, <laughs> the only reason why that's really worth talking about is that the guys who made this game, TT Fusion, are the people that are making Lego City Undercover. Oh. I, I am officially extremely worried <coughs> for that game, and despite the Nintendo Touch, I, I have rock-bottom expectations for that game right now. <laughs> I don't even think it's... I, like it, If it comes out this year, I think that game will be fucking terrible. I, uh, um, I'd be more interested in the uh, continually canceled Spy Hunter movie with The Rock. Yeah, well, The Rock was in the 2006 game. Oh, oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I didn't either. Maybe that's what he's been talking about all these years. Maybe. I mean, I think there were plans for a movie and just the game didn't do well and then Midway died. <laughs> um, that's too bad. Yeah. I mean, not really. <laughs> what the fuck would a Spy Hunter movie be? He already made it. It's called Triple X. Oh, nice. Like, I mean, Triple X was at least, like, mildly interesting. I'm not even going to say Triple X is a good movie. But yeah, I think it would no. be better than a potential Spy Hunter movie by a long shot. I just want to see him drive a cool car, man. But basically, my saving grace is I reviewed a piece of shit game this week. I mean, it's, it's not like it's, like, really terrible terrible like the, the weapon like the car combat stuff is fun it's just that the way they present it it kind of doesn't work because they're slavishly following the original games like roadmap yeah um i wish they kind of did their own thing like maybe even make it like more twisted metal or something it just eh, it was disappointing um luckily i had pokemon black black 2 and code of princess to kind of save my video game week i've been playing a ton of 3ds lately and I I know one man who has not been playing a ton of 3DS lately, as he had, has admitted to myself. Uh, that's Patrick Barnett. Yes, so yes Patrick, what a very, very good transition there. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, thank you. Now we're ruining it, but thank you. Yeah, yeah. It, it had to be noted. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I downloaded The Walking Dead Episode 4 this past Tuesday when it came out, and I played through the entire thing. It's only three and a half, four hours long in just like, one like session. Like most of the... Yeah, yeah, each episode is only about three and a half, four hours long. So how much can you tell us about the episode without spoiling anything? I, I don't want to say too much. I just kind of <laughs> want to... <laughs> are there zombies? There are. Indeed. Okay. There are lots of zombies. Um, th This episode, probably out of the other... It might be a little weaker than some of the others because it kind of feels more of an in-between episode getting ready for that resolution for the whole series in episode mm. five, which is the finale. But, um... This episode, it's so much more story-driven than the other ones before it. Like, um, all the other episodes, you feel like you have a lot of different choices that you can make throughout the entire episode. Or there's, right. there's like, even puzzles that you complete. And this one was a little let, less puzzly and more just walk and click on the icon and just sit back and watch this four-hour interactive television show. See, my thing is, like, honestly, the puzzles in the first one, and I've only played the first episode, were kind of terrible. Yeah, 
the the first one it, it's probably the second one and third one where things get a little bit more complex. I mean, they're still not good by puzzle standards. Yeah. But um, th- there's they're more interactive in the second and third episode. Like it, it's not continuously pushing you along. You can actually like wander around for, I don't know, like ten minutes just trying to figure out what to do next. That's nice. Yeah. I it it just reminds me of other Telltale games like yeah. uh, Sam and Max. When when you get into those segments, and right. this recent episode didn't have a lot of that, but I, I'm nice. not complaining because I thought it was really good either way. Because um, cool. w- w- once you put in an, as much time as I did in the series so far, like fourth episode, you care about the story a lot more than anything else. At oh, least sure. I think so. You know, if I if I gave a dick about zombies or The Walking Dead, I'd probably pick this up because I think it's been I think it's been Telltale's. Uh, most critically acclaimed series. Now, I've I think a lot Back, of Back to the Future might be more beloved by the people who like Back to the Future, but I think in general, uh, the reviews for Walking Dead have been better. It, it deserves it, too. In all I honesty, I thought the Back to the Future game was kind of bad. Oh, yeah? I only played yeah, the I, I, also I, played, I also played the Wii version, which seemed oh. fucking oh. terrible. That might yeah, I didn't... I didn't play. I didn't play that because I'm not a Back to the Future nerd. I yeah, didn't play I Jurassic Park because nobody liked that. Yeah, it, it apparently like Jurassic Park seemed to be the step to get to The Walking Dead. But yeah. really, Zach, I mean, I, I I might be the pot calling the kettle black in this in this way because I've I've only played the first episode despite having the second episode because of PlayStation Plus. Ah. Um, it's it's really fantastic. Like my my the whole reason why I have not played more is because like. It's just that I want to sit down and have four hours to play through the entire second episode. I don't want right. to break it up. Are you talking Which is about definitely the way Dead. you should do it. Yeah, yeah, The Walking Dead. Okay, okay. Uh, it, Doing it all it, in one do you session have, is Can you go in way. fresh? Because I, I don't know one thing about The Walking Dead. It doesn't matter. You don't, oh. Do you know basic zombie tenets? Uh, the, there's no destroy relation Destroy the brain to the... or remove the head. Yeah, pretty much you're good. Okay. There, there's no relation to the television. Yeah, like show. I think there might be oh. some... I think there Maybe. might be like some comic book references in there, but it, it's yeah. not. It's based off of the comic, not the TV show. There's actually a first-person shooter from Activision that I actually have no idea. I I, I don't really like the show that much. The comic's oh, okay. really good though. Huh. Cool. Maybe oh. I'll maybe I'll try that. Yeah, you definitely should. Before moving on, I just wanted to say that this episode does end with probably the biggest choices that you face so far in the series. Yeah, I mean it's the penultimate opinion. episode. There's one more yeah. left. And I think There's it's coming like, out in full boxed retail form. Yeah, yeah, in December. I think. Yeah, which probably right surprising. right after the, the fifth one comes out. Yeah, nice. Which is kind of a good sign for me because I know it's coming in about a month and a half. Then yeah, <laughs> right after Wii U, play some more. I know yeah. I'll, I'll totally get through it. I think, in all honesty, at this point, I'll probably just get all or get the other three episodes and like play through them all like during Christmas or something. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, so moving on, moving on from uh, I played Angry Birds trilogy last week, and moving from one, me- one mediocre game to the other, I downloaded Academy Chess Puzzles, which is a DSiWare chess puzzle game. Um, there's really not too much to say here about this, but it, it's there's three different difficulty settings, and you just solve little chess puzzles like uh, it tells you to checkmate the other player in one move or two moves or three moves. Hmm. And there's not really too much to it. There's, 
I'm, I was kind of disappointed because there's actually no mode where you can just play chess. Well, that seems stupid. Weird. That seems like an oversight. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it, the, the way you describe that sounds amazingly dull. It, it is. I mean, the game has it says 750 different puzzles, which seems like a lot of content, but they're just really, really boring. <laughs> and, and and I play chess on a semi regular basis, so I, I enjoy oh. that type of thing. But it's, it's the way no it's presented. Picross. Yeah. <laughs> but only Picross is Picross. It is. Yeah. And Pushmo. Unless it's Pushmo. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Crackmo. Crack, crack, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Except not for me. Yeah, I was going to say, Zach, do you have any reason level. to say that? <laughs> no. I'll never go back to that game. Are you, are you going to get Crashmo, Zach? No. Oh. I'm Dude, it's, it's so good. I don't care. I'm, I, fucking, I get to play Crashmo in two days. Oh, good for or you. Or I might. I might. Or you know we, we, have, gonna, we have, I'm, we have I'm a Nintendo gonna, press I'm, tour next week. Yep. 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 I'm just I'm I'm gonna go back to friggin' Picross. That's not a bad idea. I've thought Suck about that a that, lot. Suck on that, Ronahan. I was gonna say, didn't you? Maybe. No. Yes. I mean, I know that Picross will always be there for me. Mm. We have a good thing going. <laughs> it's a good rainy day game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next week. Next week. Uh. If we do this again, I'll probably be talking about the Nintendo Press Holiday Tour that uh, oh, yeah. us New York folks get to go to next week. Um, I don't think it's going to have anything too exciting other than, like, it's basically what's at New York Comic Con um, and probably just, you know, easier to play because it's not at a giant fucking convention. But, you know, Luigi's Mansion, Paper Mario, Crash Mo, Fluidity. Yeah. Yeah. Basically so, my dream game lineup. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Um, now, Patrick, uh, I know I talked about New Super Mario Bros. 2 DLC last week. But, uh, yeah. So so you you, you got it. Um, when did you get the yeah. spot pass message? <laughs> I, I was actually going to explain that whole story where uh, yet yesterday I decided I wanted to download at least the, the third pack, the Nerve Rack pack for the DLC. So I, yeah. I booted up my system, went into New Super Mario Bros., and I was like, where, where is the shop icon? It was just missing. And after I figured it like I needed the spot pass message, I spent the next two hours trying to get my system to download this message <laughs> so I could access the shop. Wow. I, I don't know what I did. I, I went through a series of things. Like I deactivated spot pass, turned it back on, restarted my system. From what I heard is that like if you open New Super Mario Brothers two when it was active and then like closed it, then that would kind of like make spot pass more likely to happen. I guess. But Either it's really, it, I mean, I got it, I got it fucking five hours later, and I'm like, I'm like at lunch at, you know, like, at, well, like one o'clock, you know, shit went live at noon, people were getting spot pass matches in, in the morning, and I'm just like waiting there, being like, when's it coming? I would like to download these levels and play them. That never happened. Oh, five so, hours for you turned into six days Yeah, for that's me. crazy. Oh, lord. Yeah. It, so, it's just, it's stupid that it doesn't yeah. just show up immediately. Um, so um, did you just get the Nerve Rack Pack? I only got the Nerve Rack Pack because Coin Rush doesn't really appeal to me very much because I don't get to Street Pass a lot. I Street Pass maybe yeah. one person since oh. I got back from E3, <laughs> <coughs> which compared to E3 standards is not not well. great. That's, that's like five minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or maybe thirty or seconds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Nerve Rack Pack. I, Neil, did you download this one? Yeah, I got I got all three like a like okay. a rube because I was curious. Well, the, 
this this pack is definitely hard. At least harder than anything in the it's game. It's kind of like, well, at least the first one's kind of like cheap hard. And even, don't they have one where there's like a moving thing that you need to follow? Would, would you say it's nerve-wracking? It is. It, it is. Oh, I, okay. It probably took me 30 to 40 minutes before I cleared it. Wow. Yeah, you, it's it, really tough. It, well, what's hard about it is because you have to clear one all life. three stages in succession on one life. Yeah. Oh. And that's what really gets you. There, there were multiple times where I'd get to the third stage, which is, uh, it was like the cannons in the rest yeah, of Yeah, yeah. And it would just launch you forward and you just had to do time your jumps perfectly while like navigating through a maze of bullet bills with no ground below you. Yep. So it was kind of hard, but it, it was rewarding in the end. Definitely when you finally finish that level and you're just like, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I can move on. I mostly just wanted to mention how proud of myself I am. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, We're all proud of you, Patrick. Yes. That, that is what we've been playing. Hope that's you enjoyed. All I, that's all I yeah. ever wanted. Welcome to some more epic Mickey talk, but this time uh, I, Neil Ronahan, will not be the one talking about like, holy shit, I got to go to Florida. Instead, it's Mike Sklens' turn to be yes. all, holy oh. shit, I went to California. Yeah, I got, I went to California. I think I won. Uh, yeah. At the end, I don't, at the at first I thought maybe you were winning, but then at the end of the day, I clearly won and we'll get to yes. why. <laughs> um, but first let's talk about why he was in uh, California, Disneyland to be specific. Uh, Mike went and got to play Epic Mickey 2, The Power of 2, for Wii U, which was the first time yep. the game was playable on the system. First time and, uh, ever. The, uh, the the guy who was the, the one of, I think it was one of the producers um, on the Wii U version, had actually driven down, I think, from Glendale. He had to get special <laughs> approval from Nintendo to... Uh, to bring like the hardware to the event and he got it like literally that morning <laughs> to bring to the event and they had just brought the game back from pre-certification and the Nintendo had just said like why is the A button cancel and the B button confirm because they had just ported it all over from the Xbox version where oh. A and B are back A and B are backwards yeah. between the two controllers so all so they switched the buttons but they hadn't even had time to switch the prompts on the screen so every time <laughs> it said B you were actually supposed to press A so yeah, so I mean, it's still set for launch, but it looks like it's yeah. probably coming together the latest out of all the other games. Yeah, yeah, it looked the furthest behind, but it didn't look like almost. It was like right behind the other version. Yeah, it just needed a little more polishing, basically. I think from from uh, hearing, you know, just kind of looking at all the people that were there, it seems like there was some like frame rate stuttering and stuff. But there's it's all there was. Yeah, there was one sequence in particular where you're on top of like a teeter tottering rock where the frame rate just dropped insanely low. Yeah, but the rest of the game was rock solid. So they said it was. They said it wasn't really like a specific problem with that. There was some kind of glitch in that area. It wasn't like an overall frame rate issue. I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah. it, the mean, rest of the game seemed rock solid, except for that one scene where it was crushingly slow. 
Yeah, I mean, it's the kind of thing where they still have, I mean, they have a little over a month until the game comes out. They have enough time yes. to work out those kinks. I mean, they might not, but we'll see. Yes. Um, I know from talking to people at uh, at the event that I was at, I know that the 3DS one has been done for, like, I think nearly a month, maybe even more than that. And I think the, at least the, the basic, like, the Wii version probably has been done for a while as well. Yeah, we had just a quick thing on the 3DS version. They had a small update on that. They unveiled a new area for the game. Uh, which is aerials, like a uh, Little Mermaid under the sea area. Oh, okay. Where you have to deal with like you know like currents of water that like push you in different directions and that kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. Do they uh, unveil anything else, or was it just that? Because I know there's supposed to be some kind of post-game thing with that. That. Yeah, they haven't really mentioned it yet. They just said that there is like uh, I think they. Oh, I know what it was. The uh, I don't know if you mentioned this, but the levels get mixed up. Like every level has like two sets of enemies yeah. that you can go through on it. Yep. So it, all the levels can have like at least one full replay through them where it's like fairly remixed. Yeah, and there's all the fortress stuff, which is pretty neat. Which sounds if exciting. You're a fan. Yeah, and I think they the way they unveiled a couple new characters for the fortress, I think, but I can't remember them all because I got I I they started talking about Scrooge McDuck and I just forgot the rest of yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, Scrooge is like <laughs> one of the first ones you get. And oh man, did you get to? Did, I know you played the 3DS one, but did you get to use or didn't play it that much? But did you get to use the Scrooge McDuck? Uh, no, unfortunately, oh. I did not. <laughs> I played a Peter Pan level. I don't know if that level was at yours. Yeah, that's uh, that. The first world is Peter Pan, and then it goes to Aladdin, and then I guess the okay. third and final one is Little Mermaid. But I, I'm almost positive there's like something a little crazy at the end of it. That, yeah, that, I can't. I, I'd be shocked if there's only three full worlds. There's got to be something else. And they unveiled like there's 30 different characters that you can rescue. Yeah. And put in your fortress, and I don't. Ten characters per world seems like a lot. Yeah, I mean. I'm trying to think, like, because when I when I played it, they basically like had like a save where like the first world was complete, and they're like there might have been ten characters. I don't know, but that still seems really high, unless the third world's like really long. I think Even, there. I, I I I don't know. I hope I, there's I, more than three worlds. Yeah, I I think there's only three worlds, but I think there's something that happens at the end of the third world that's going to make it a lot longer. Okay, well that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, either way, I'm very excited. I just hope that it's not one of those things where I'm like, oh, this is so awesome, and now it's over. Yeah. But anyway, so the the Wii U version, uh, what's new about the Wii U version? Um, like, what makes well, it the, different from the other ones? Um, it uses the Wii U screen as a map and inventory management system. Which is, which is I mean, not exciting, but cool. But considering, you know, how, like, how far along in the development they were by the time they probably started working on the yeah. Wii U version, it's not surprising that they're kind of using a fairly standard feature. To, to be completely honest, and I know, I know this game doesn't have it, but for a lot of those Wii U ports from other systems, like, you can put something throw away on the gamepad, but if you can if you can nail that off-screen play, that's gold. There was, this there's, game does not. There's one feature in there that is, like, ripe for, like, interacting with the remote. There's a They've added a camera mode to the game where you can stop and take oh, photos. That's cool. um, so that's one of the things they unveiled is there's, there's this new camera mode and a scattered throughout Wasteland there are these little like signs like, hey, take a picture here, like just like if you were at Disneyland and there's like, <laughs> here's a good photo op right here. And they have a little sign up for it. It's just like that. So you, And when you take a picture, like something special will happen. Um, they, I, I guess, and you can also share the pictures with your friends um, across the internet, which is pretty neat. Uh, I don't know if it'll work with the Wii U social systems, but who knows, it might... Um, yeah. Or if it might just be like a standard kind of very like you can only share them in the game, not out, not out on the system menu or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, there's that. But that's a ripe thing where you could hold the cam, you could hold the gamepad up and move it around like a camera, but you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the only seems- thing I could really see them doing special with it. The map works fine. The inventory management is nice because 
Um, in Epic Mickey, you have these things, they're like called sketches, and they're, you have like two or three of each sketch that you can collect. Um, usually, you only have two or three, and they're like special attacks, like dropping an anvil on somebody or slowing down time or something like that. So you can quick select them right there on the oh, touch screen, cool. which is really nice. I mean, it definitely seems like it was kind of thrown together late in the game, but I mean, I'm I'm personally torn between getting the Wii U or the Wii version because I did like the uh, the the remote and uncheck controls. Yeah, and in, I'm pretty sure. And, and I guess I'm, we're uh, we're double checking, but it seems like you can't use the motion controls for Mickey in the yeah. Wii U version. You have to use the gamepad, but Oswald still uses the standard Wii oh, okay. motion yeah, controls. I mean, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and a, um, AI Oswald. Is, you know, is about as good as you could expect him to be. Like, no one's ever going to write an AI companion for a game that is like super awesome and plays exactly like your best friend would. It's just not ever going to happen. But yeah. um, the AI Oswald does Boy, not get competent. It doesn't get in your way. Like that's the best you could say for any <laughs> any companion AI in any game is that it does what it's supposed to do when it does. It's not going to like you know do crazy shit where you can be like, hey, let's mess around and like do something really cool. But it does exactly what it needs to do to get you through the single player game without making the experience worse. Now, have they shown any of the musical stuff? We saw like a brief clip, like as part of the video, like a, a video presentation. Um, but there was no musical scene in the Wii U version. They were only showing off the one new area on the Wii U version. Um, I guess I it seemed like they were only trying to show it off on all the versions since it's the new area that they're showing off. Yeah. But um. There were like there was a constant line for the Wii U version, so it never like snapped back to demo like attract mode, uh, and like so the uh, the other versions would occasionally snap back to attract mode, and you would see like an opening musical kind of sequence. Oh, that's cool! I mean, I'm really excited about that part of it, just because of the absurdity of it all. That like it's yeah. a video game that's gonna have, be a musical. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy that they're doing that. So the new area, um, yes, I'm I'm not too up on my Disney history. This um, is a deep pull, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they, they uh, went really deep into the archives. I know it's based on an old ride. I'll just let you explain it. Yeah, there's an old ride at Disneyland in California called uh, Mine Train Through Nature's Wonderland, um, and it also goes through the Rainbow Caverns. And it was like this tiny little mine train ride, and you would go through it, and you'd be like, kind of like driving through a giant, like a, like a giant diorama, which is still pretty small, um, of like this Nature's Wonderland and these Rainbow Caverns. So that's kind of what they based it off of. And we got to play um, the Rainbow Caverns and the Rainbow Waterfall. Uh, the Rainbow Waterfall is also was also at the park. So what the way what they have it set up here is you're exploring this cavern, which is also kind of a secret base, uh, and you have to one at the beginning of it you have to sneak through a security system, uh, and it'll notice you. It's got like a laser eye. So they've introduced these new uh, another new mechanic at the event. Uh, there's these two kinds of ink wells that you can jump into. One of them is invisible ink, which uh, you can make yourself invisible, and but you have to move sneakily. Uh, if you move fast, it just, like, washes right off. So you have to sneak around, and Mickey does this awesome, like, super cartoony, like, creep sneak animation when you do it. Um, so you have to sneak past the the security laser to get past this door, and then the other one is indelible ink, which, like, coats you in this, like, rock-solid gold that lets you, like, walk across pools of paint thinner or, uh, like, take a couple shots from enemies before it washes off. It's kind of neat. That's cool. Yeah. So, um... When you get to these rainbow caverns, once you get to the waterfall at the end of them, the waterfall is like Mount Rushmore with four of the seven dwarves on it. So was the original ride, like, was it referencing Snow White or no? I don't know because uh, it closed a long time ago, and the first time I went to Disneyland was 2003. And it closed, I think, like maybe in the 70s or even earlier. Yeah. So so, so maybe they're pulling from the, the new Disney World edition as well. No, of. it's definitely a straight pullback to the old... Oh, okay. 
old ride. I just I don't know if the Seven Dwarves were added just for the game or if there was also a Seven Dwarves Mount Rushmore on the original attraction. I'm sure some Disneyland nerd out there knows. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm a Florida boy, so I don't know much about <laughs> Disneyland. Um, but so the it's got this really cool, like all these different colors of water are flowing down it, and you have the piping system has been busted up. All these earthquakes have like struck wasteland, which is I guess why they didn't explain directly, but I kind of connected the dots. Um, so you have to rehook up these pipes to get the color flowing again, which clears out an area so you can get to the projector at the end of the stage and move on to the next area. Cool. Yeah, and so it uses a lot of the Mickey Oswald stuff where Mickey will pull a thing, like a, a switch out and then Oswald will zap it because um, it reveals like a zapper target uh, so you can progress through the area. I had to use the stopwatch to slow down time and jump through some fan blades. That was pretty cool. Uh, and then there's another part after that once you get through it where you have to uh, sort of make your way across this area and there's this giant sword that's fallen and you can paint it in to like turn it into a bridge or you can go around the other way and Oswald can use this like helicopter move like Tails in Sonic the Hedgehog to transport uh, Mickey across larger <laughs> gaps, which is pretty cool. Um, I, I guess just you know, being it's a more inspector joint. How exactly was like player choice brought into what you were shown? And He's explained a lot more. Um, I don't. It wasn't really. I don't think on display very much in this mode. But then again, I only got through the demo once, and I mostly used paint. So I don't know if there were some thinner routes you could take, but there's a lot of routes where if you take one route, that's it. You're not taking the other route. Or if you change this one thing, like if you destroy this tree, it's gone forever and that can have a major effect on the gameplay. So it's, you know, in the first game, it was a pretty standard, like good and evil system and you could kind of like mess with it in whatever way you wanted. But yeah. apparently this game is, has much more permanence, which I guess it's hard to really see something that's going to be really permanent and persistent when you only get to play one level of a game. So yeah. I'll have to take him at his word for that. Uh, I don't think he would lie about it. <laughs> Yeah, he's, Super he's not nice. Exactly on a Molyneux level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I, the, you can't talk to your dog to save the game in this one either. <laughs> um. Yeah. I guess uh, the other big reveal was the costumes, which you didn't get yes. to play, but I guess you got you know an up close and personal look on it. Yeah, they were. I don't know if the they were only showing the Rainbow Caverns on the Wii U, so I don't know if the costumes were available on the other systems. I didn't have a chance to play them, but uh, yeah, you can now wear costumes. Um, which is, I, I, I hope, I'm assuming, a throwback to Magical Quest starring Mickey, Mickey Mouse on, um, on Super Nintendo where he could dress up as like a, like a swami that shot magic out of his fingers or a fireman or like a Peter Pan-type outfit with this killer grappling hook thing. Uh, so <laughs> I, I hope, that. and I, I think, I think, I can't remember for sure, but on the PowerPoint thing they were showing, I think one of the slides they showed had Mickey in that kind of Peter Pan outfit, and I was like, yes! <laughs> I can only imagine that he will pay homage to that. I mean, I, I would, that's, I, how the th- that's what the 3S version is doing. Yeah, yeah, and he said specifically, like, you know, when you wear the costumes, you grant, you're grant you granted extra powers. So I don't know if it's mere coincidence, but it doesn't seem like it could be coincidence when that yeah. game, that other game was pretty popular, I think. I, I really liked I it, at so. least. It was I mean, one of my favorites. It was, it was ported to Game Boy Advance, I think. Yeah, it was. So it must have been pretty popular if yeah. it made it all the way to Game Boy Advance, like a decade and a half later. Yeah, I really like that game. I still own the Super Nintendo version, so I hope that's a throwback. I don't know if we'll get the grappling hook, because that seems like it'd be a very big gameplay challenge to implement like yeah. for a very small segment of the game. But I wouldn't be surprised if we get maybe the fireman. I'm almost certain, I really hope at least, we'll get like the sort of Arabian turban-wearing magician guy, which was the best one. <laughs> Man, I need to play that game. I need to play all the old Disney games now. That's good. I, 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 I never I, played Castle of Illusion because I never I, had a Genesis. So I got Castle of Illusion off of eBay right after I got, got back from the other trip because I was just like, I, I haven't played this in years. I just, I just want to pay $10. They should it. put it on, you know, they're not going to, but they should put it on Virtual Console or the I've eShop. I've heard some murmurs. Um, 
like when I was down there, uh, I know that uh, basically Disney and Sega and Capcom, they're all friends now. Well, you know, when we were in the roundtable, um, Chris Culler from Wired had brought up the fact that, you know, you're such a tease for bringing back Scrooge McDuck on his bouncing pogo stick cane in, in, the, in Power of Illusion. And, uh, you know, he's, he, the, Chris had made a comment like, you know, you should get those other games back. And Warren gave him like a very, you know, no comment kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe they're in talks and they haven't said anything yet. Yeah, I did see Kohler tweet something about how like um, it used to be like Warren Spector would be like DuckTales. I'd love to make DuckTales. And now he just doesn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Chris is kind no of hoping comment. that maybe they'll make DuckTales 3. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could it could uh, yeah. just be like Disney was like, "Hey, dude, you gotta shut up," or like yeah. they're they're working on something. And I had gotten um, not really a no comment, but they were we were kind of just talking about um, you know social uh, like the show social aspects of the game. And I had mentioned like, well, you know, this all sounds like a perfect fit for like the Wii U's online system, which is essentially built around a social network. Yeah. And then I and then the first comment was from one of the producers, and he said, "You just delayed the launch of this game." Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. I don't think they're really delaying it, obviously, because that would be funny. Because like then we but... we know who to blame. Yeah, you could blame me, but maybe you know Epic Mickey three. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, knows? I know I know Specters talked about how like he's got plans for like fifteen of these or something. Oh yeah, he could go forever. I mean, this this game to him, he gets paid to go like sit in the Disney archives like, yeah. and look at cool shit all day. Like I mean, he's fooled all of them so hard because yes. he's a giant Disney nerd. I mean, that's not the one thing. I mean, it was it was great. Uh, I assume uh, as as we kind of go into the talking about the ridiculous trips that we've been on lately. Yeah. Just talking to him about Disney World and about how like you know walking walking down Main Street and stuff and how it's just like he's like I've been living in this world for the past four years. Yeah. And it's just yeah, like it's like really I, I look at that rock and I'm like I remember when we put that rock in the game. Yeah, and, yeah. And when you think about that, it's like that—that's incredible, man. Yeah, his passion for the material really shines through the game. Like, if any other developer had done it, the, it would have been cut rate. Like, he's down to the point where like the artists aren't allowed to design a crate from scratch. If they want to put a crate in the game, they have to find source material from the archives, so the crate <laughs> looks like a crate somewhere in the Disney universe. Oh, it's so great. I mean, that's the one thing that like, I mean, you can you can read my review of Epic Mickey One. I honestly didn't really like it that much. I thought it was it was a you know, as far as gameplay goes, like totally let down. But it was, that it was damn fairly, world uh, was yeah. so awesome. Yeah, the gameplay was fairly standard in the first game. Like it didn't do anything special. But hopefully, you know, they've learned a lot from the first game, and it was, you know, they, it was like now they know what they're doing with Epic Mickey. So hopefully, it'll, you know, it yeah. seemed to be a lot better. Um, it was just a little more, like a little tighter. The puzzles were a little better. The the, That's good. the camera was a little better. Well, the camera was actually fairly good bit better because it. The old one had this habit of like moving itself when you didn't want it to, <laughs> and this one doesn't really do that. And it, it when it does, it's usually like a kind of slow pan following the action. So it does a pretty good job of sticking with the player, um, and it doesn't it doesn't try and keep Oswald on the screen if you're in single player mode. Like Oswald will just run off yeah. and not not mess with your camera. Uh, and it's it's also much easier to spin it around and put it where you want it. The other one you had to kind of fight with it sometimes. Yeah, I mean it really is. It, I think it speaks to my volumes of like being a being somewhat of a Disney fan where. It's it just because I, I guess because of the, like the passion behind the product, like I will pay attention to every Epic Mickey game that ever comes out, and yeah. I was like crushingly disappointed by the first game. Yeah, it was you know I enjoyed it. Uh, it wasn't amazing, you know, but yeah. it was it was a strong first effort. But the second one should be you know if it, it I don't think it's gonna be like a Game of the Year nominee or anything, but it's still gonna be very good fun, especially yeah. if you're a Disney fan. I'm excited. Um, only only a month and yeah, about about a yeah. month and a week away. 
but yeah, so this event was insane. I think it trumps yours in Florida. Which all right, I kind of right. thought it might because yours was just for the 3DS game and mine was for both games. And like, you know, obviously the console version is like a tentpole release for them. Yeah. So, all right. So let's, let's break this down. So first, you, you know, you got in there the, the night before and then yeah. the next morning like, you got to go to the parks. Yeah. yeah we had until like one o'clock. So, uh, yeah, I kicked around California Adventure a bit because it opened an hour early. Oh, no, Disneyland opened an hour early. So I went there first, and I got to ride Space Mountain, which is great because the only other time I've been to Disneyland, Space Mountain um, was closed. They had completely gutted the inside of it and rebuilt the exact same track from the ground up with all new materials. <laughs> so it's, like, super insanely smooth now. Awesome. Uh, and it was really good because they had the special Ghost Galaxy Halloween version of it <laughs> that runs um, during Halloween. So there's, like, this, like, galactic space monster that looks like a galaxy chasing you it looks honestly it looks like something out of doctor who which was kind of great and then what's really weird is during the launch sequence um there's like this really dark evil music and it goes like pitch pitch black uh and this music just sounds like the horns from lost like that kind of noise and i was like oh my god is there gonna be a smoke monster in here for a second maybe so that was really great uh and then i went to california adventure and checked out the new cars land which is so popular that the main ride for it is in the very back of the land and the queue for it when when it first opens stretches like all the way through the queue which is a queue that can hold people wow. for like three hours probably or at least two hours Damn. and then it stretches out down halfway through cars land itself so what exactly is this cars ride that's so popular i mean i take it it's new yeah yeah it's, it opened in like july Oh, okay. So it's like really super new, and it opened as part of a five-year renovation for Disney's California Adventure, which up until like this last year was kind of a shithole of a theme park. Like they yeah, didn't put they heard. didn't put anywhere near enough money into it when they opened it, and that was the huge problem. It had like a really great roller coaster, um, which is obviously still there, and then it had the Tower of Terror, but it's like a gimped version of the Tower of Terror compared to the Florida one. Oh. Uh, it doesn't do that scene where the elevator moves forward. Oh, that's uh, they cut. That's the only the Florida version does that. The other five versions and like all the other parks around the world don't do that because I guess so, the Imagineers were never happy with the effect. But I'd rather have it than not. Yeah. So, anyways, they added they they added this Cars ride. They redid the entire front entry plaza, which was admittedly horribly designed. Uh, so they redid it like a 1920s uh, Hollywood. So it kind of mimics Main Street was you know like Victorian era, like not quite Victorian era, like 1900s early America, yeah. and then this is like 1920s, like Roaring Hollywood. Uh, so it's really it's really beautiful now, uh, and so that's great. I mean, it's just a Main Street, but it's really nice. And then they added like a little a little Mermaid Dark ride. Um, they added the Toy Story ride that they have at Hollywood Studios in Florida, um, and which always added, has an absurd line. When yeah, I was and is and is honestly not that good. Yeah, it's not like it's I mean, a video I, game. Like you drive through yep, it and you play. It's a really it's a brilliant video a game. game. Yeah, that and is really, that yeah. ride, and it's a shitty game. Yeah, I mean it's a it's pretty brilliant. Like the technology behind it is kind of insane that it works and it works so yeah. well, and that you're playing this 3D shoot 'em up video game with like a little you know blaster, and it's like a, like it shoots water in your face and does all this really cool stuff. But it's not really a good ride. All they do yeah. is cart you along from game to game and then it's over yep so anyway they added that and they yeah they added this whole cars land they uh they like tore out a parking lot and added this it's gigantic and they must have spent a zillion dollars on it it's like the best themed thing i've ever seen them build <laughs> and i'm not even a huge fan of cars yeah I it just really looks exactly it, movie. It, it, it feels exactly like you walked onto that damn movie like it was a real set that they just shot awesome. right there it's, I don't know how they made it so good. So this cars ride is built on like the test track platform, so it can go fairly fast. It doesn't oh, go anywhere. Okay. 
It only goes like I think 35 or 40 though. It doesn't test track goes like up to 65 miles an hour. Yeah. It's really fast. But it's this, this little dark ride. Well, not a little. It's like a really big dark ride where you like drive through Radiator Springs. You go through a bunch of really scenic scenes, and then you get to the town, and then they split. Like one car goes left, one car goes right, and then they they line you up for a race, and you race like through this through the track and the mountains, and it's really cool. And like a different car wins every time, so it's it's kind of oh, it's really awesome. interesting. It's it's insanely well done. The animatronics on the inside of it, no. the Mater one, like they must have made the front out of rubber or something. But the the pneumatics in the face, like the lips move properly. It, it just like it looks ex- it, it animates so exactly glad like still doing animatronics. It animates exactly like Mater does in the movie. That's but awesome. it's in 3D real space. And then most of the other ones, because they're all supposed to have flat faces, are somehow the mouths are, I guess, from behind, from the inside of the animatronic. They're, like, projected. So the mouth animates, but it's all projected, and it really looks like the front of the car is moving, like, talking. It's I don't. It's really <laughs> impressive. I don't know how they did it. Yeah, I don't even care about cars, but I, I want to see this ride now. Yeah, there's a rumor that they might build it in Florida. They might tear down like a back corner of the Hollywood lot of the Hollywood theme park and build it there. I mean, so. yeah, that would make sense because they have that whole Pixar area, and right now yeah, it's basically the, just like a Toy know. Story ride. There were rumors of a suspended hanging coaster based on the door scene from Monsters Inc. that I would much more prefer. That yeah, that because that, that would be insane. Cool. That would be the coolest roller coaster ever. Yeah, I mean, with the Monsters University. Did you see that that like the mock website that they made? Yeah, I haven't enrolled yet, but I'm going yeah. to. It's 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 a pretty good website because it looks exactly like a college website, and you're like, yeah, hey, it does. Man, that's a monster. Yeah, it looks exactly like a college website. I would know. I look at a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> working for a university. So now, so the event starts. And, yes. Uh, so, so we what play there? we play the game for a bit, and then around four o'clock we go take a tour of Disneyland. Um, they split us up into four groups. Uh, and then we like uh, it's called a walk in Walt's footsteps tour. So what they do is they use Disneyland as like a, a way to tell a story about Walt Disney. Oh, cool. So they they take you on the Jungle Cruise because it's a good explanation of audio animatronics, and then they take you uh, to the Enchanted Tiki Room, which is important because I guess it was the only attraction in the original Disneyland that Walt personally financed. Everything else was like you know sponsored because that's how yeah. Disney built the park, but he paid for the Tiki Room himself. So is the Tiki Room there? Is that like the dumb like? Uh Iago and no, no, that was it. Is it has always been the classic version and Disneyland, and then the Disney World one. There was a fire last summer, like in the attic, and so they needed to do it. And they had been they had had like plans like on the books for years, like to just take all that stupid shit out of the Tiki Room in Florida and revert it to the original. So they did that when they had the roof fire. They were like, we have to, we have to severely like fix it anyway because it burned. So we may as well take the time and strip out all this stupid Iago and Zazu stuff, which was probably funny at the time. And it's honestly, it was, it's very punny in that jungle cruise kind of way. So it was, if, but now it's reverted to Walt Disney's enchanted Tiki room and they do the classic songs and all the same stuff. Cool. It's almost Um, identical. So is like this walk in Walt's footsteps store. Is that like a regular thing that they do? Yeah, it's a regular thing. Regular. If you want to spend like a hundred something dollars on a tour of Disneyland. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then um, they take you on main street and they show you a couple of the windows above main street, which are like the credits to Disneyland. Uh, So like one of them says contractor Elias and it's uh, Elias contracting. And it's a reference to Walt's father and Walt actually employed his father at one point to be a contractor on Disneyland. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, or maybe he didn't work on Disneyland specifically, but at one point Walt's dad was a contractor briefly. So, uh, and then they showed us a couple other ones, and they took us into the theater and showed us a bit of um, Steamboat Willie and Plane Crazy, which are uh, you know two of the landmark Mickey Mouse yeah. classic cartoons. And then they took us up to the apartment, Walt's private apartment above oh, the fire oh, oh, oh. station, which was really great because you can't. I mean, I guess they took people up there for the Epic Mickey One event, 
And that yeah, was a big so. deal because there was literally like almost no way up there at the time. Now it's part of this tour, so anyone can oh, go okay. up there. Uh, also, you can't take photos up there anymore, but apparently you could at that last press event for the first Aww. game. But yeah, so they gave us some special like pins for that tour, um, which I'm sure are very prized among the Disney pin nerds. <laughs> uh, and then, and then they took us all to dinner at Club Thirty Three. All right, now I have a feeling most people aren't going to have any idea what club. This is a big, is. insanely big fucking deal. Yeah, well, it's like the biggest deal that we got to have dinner at Club Thirty Three. This is a a private club that Walt Disney had commissioned at Disneyland. It's above um, the Blue Bayou Restaurant in New Orleans Square, and it co- the 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 membership fee is somewhere around like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, year. I think, and the waiting like list four hundred members. Yeah, the waiting list is impossibly long. There's like yeah. no fucking, like no one's going to give up this thing and you basically have to die and I'm sure most people probably like put the put their membership have in died. their will yeah. or something and yeah. pass it down to their family. It's like so Packers season tickets, but even yeah, more coveted. There's no way in. Though I think they just released some spots because they opened as part of the renovation for California Adventure, they opened a club inside the Carthay Circle Theater. Oh, at okay. the park, which is accessible by all Club 33 members, but now that they have two clubs, that they have a little more space, so I think they let they finally started letting people in when they opened this new club. Okay, and it's joint membership to both if you get one. Yeah. But anyway, there's no fucking way into this club. Um, yeah, it's basically we, you need to have a shit ton of money or good yeah. friends. Um, so how we got in? I was actually talking to Warren. We were out standing on the balcony of Club 33, just in New Orleans Square, and like it's the middle of Mickey's Halloween party, and we're just like five or six of us are hanging out on the balcony and there's people like in New Orleans Square down below at Disneyland pointing up like, oh my God, those people are in Club 33. <laughs> I felt like a fucking king up there. It was amazing. I've never felt, oh, I've never felt more important in my entire life than when I was in Club 33. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, but anyway, we're out on the balcony talking about how cool it is to be there and Warren's like, do you know how we even got in here? And he said, when, um, when Disney bought Junction Point, it was specifically in the contract that they had to give him a meal at Club 33. He put it in the contract. And he was telling us this, and he was like, yeah, like I wasn't going to let them get away with not letting me into Club 33. That's amazing. I guess he had initially talked to them. Uh, this might not be true, but maybe he had initially talked to them about getting a full membership as part of the, as part of the buyout, but they said no way. <laughs> no way. So he, he, I guess he argued them down to a meal. A one meal, and I, and they took him like he said it took like a couple executive vice presidents phone calls to like book it and like all this insane stuff, and I guess they did it they did it for this press event. I don't I, I, that's what it that's what it seemed like he was implying that that's how they got around it and they got him his meal at Club Thirty Three so he could go with you know like fifty seventy five some odd video game and Disney bloggers. That's amazing. Which was super fun. It was so fun. We had we were up there for like two and a half hours. The food was incredible. I can only imagine. Lobster mac and cheese. Warren Aww. Warren was walking around talking to everybody about how good the lobster macaroni and cheese was. He's like a little kid. He it, was it's so really, much fun. It's, it's incredible. Just how fucking like fun. How much and it, fun it, he it's has. infectious, man. I yeah. felt happier just standing next to him. Like I mean, I, I will never forget as as you know, being being a the Disney fan that I am. I'm not I'm not as I'm not as crazy about it as you are, but I'm still a pretty big fan. Yeah. In the haunted in the haunted mansion during like uh I guess like the pre the pre scene in Disney World, just seeing the look on his face as he's just like smiling like a like an eight year old yeah. boy and like loving the reactions of all the kids as well. Just like yeah. seeing like, you know, little kids react and be scared or, or laugh. 
Yeah, we had a we had a ton like, of wow. fun. And he was just on cloud nine up on that balcony because like not only were we in Club Thirty Three, but here we are just chilling out at Club Thirty Three, like yeah. standing on the balcony, like we totally belong here. <laughs> and we're and he was like he was giddy, and we were talking to um, Sophie Prell from uh, the new writer for Penny Arcade Report, and she had never been to a Disney park in her entire life. Oh man, because she's from uh, she's from Iowa, and it's just you can't really get out. Like you're in the middle of the country, you're not close to either yeah. of them. Um, so this is the first time she got to go to Disneyland, and she was, you know, she was super excited, like she was a nine year old. But we, we were all talking, like Warren and I, and a couple other people were all talking, like, "You are completely spoiled. You have ne- like you will yeah. Disney will never be as good as this ever again. You don't even yep. know. You were at Club Thirty Three, and you don't even know what it is. But she like <laughs> she got it immediately. Like she understood like how important it was, and she was yeah." She, it was fun to walk around Disneyland with her because her rea- or Disney yeah Disneyland with her because her reactions were just awesome the whole time seeing them from like a fresh face. I imagine Warren was very interested in what she would have had to say. Yeah, but um, that, yeah, I mean, I, I know I'm, I'm super glad you got to go on this. I'm totally fucking jealous. But oh, you should you got to go to Disney World. I did, but Club fucking thirty three, man. Come I know on. it's pretty important. The the, the the really funny thing is that uh, I, I was talking to a you know a founder of Planet GameCube, Billy Burkhammer, and how he made the comment about how like Obi fucking owes me because if it weren't for me, then he yeah, would have never I gotten know. to go to Club Thirty Three. I know I owe him, and I owe I owe you as well for uh, for letting me for letting for being so gracious as to not go to two Disney parks in three weeks. <laughs> To be honest, I'm gl- you, you probably would have caught some flack from the staff if you took both of those events. Probably. Well, you got to go. And uh, yeah. any, anything else happened, or was it basically like after Club 33, everyone passed out? In a, um, in a cloud after Club happiness? 33, we checked that we they took us to a private seating area, uh, like right in the middle of the hub at the park to watch the fireworks for Halloween. And people have like probably been standing in this central plaza trying to get the best spots, like stood there for like an hour or an hour and a half early. And we waltz into like this roped off area like five minutes before the fireworks Aww. start. And we get benches. <laughs> <laughs> and then they took us all to the Haunted Mansion and jumped us to the front of the line on the Haunted Mansion, which oh, is cool. the special Nightmare Before Christmas version that they run like from October oh. through December. They completely reskin the whole interior of it. Like Everything is dressed up like Nightmare Before Christmas, and they've changed out all the music to Nightmare Before Christmas um, and like holiday versions of the Haunted Mansion song. Um, so that was really, so really cool. Is the Haunted Mansion different in Disneyland than Disney World? Um, no, they're very similar. Uh, obviously, when they're not, when this one's not dressed up for yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas, they're very similar. Um, the scenes are almost identical uh, at both parks. Pirates of the Caribbean is very, very different between the two parks because um, it's like massively long and intricate in Disneyland. But in Disney World, it didn't open with the park because they thought that, well, we're like basically on the Gulf of Mexico. Who's going to care about the Caribbean? <laughs> and then they opened it, and people were immediately like, uh, "Where the hell is Pirates of the Caribbean?" So they gave all the staff members buttons that said, like, coming soon, pirates, and they built, like, a version that's probably about 60% of what the Disneyland version is. The the Disneyland version has this (laughs) giant sequence where you're going through all these, you go through a bayou, and then you go through all these caves, like these secret pirate caves full of treasure and skeletons, and there's only, like, one pirate cave scene in the Disney World version, and then it also, there's, like, one less scene um, like, one or two less scenes at the end where there's, like, some explosives factory that is not in the in the Disney world version at all. So they built like a kind of a, a cut rate version because they needed to get it open quick. Yeah. The more, you know, yeah, I know way too much. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> should just do a segment on Epcot for no reason at all. Oh, Warren and I talked about Epcot. What, what and, are his feelings on Epcot? I'm very curious. Um, well, he had mentioned that and I didn't even realize this a couple months ago, there was a legitimate leak from one of their freelance art 
concept art guys who posted some like leaked, uh, you know, posted some stuff he was doing for concept stuff for Epic Mickey Two, uh, and one of the shots is like Monstro the Whale with like yeah yeah I um, saw that that's a cover photo on Facebook right now yeah I changed it today because I found it today because he told me about it and I was like well I gotta Google this and it's this it's this awesome painting of Monstro the Whale with like a ruined spaceship Earth and Tower of yeah. Terror strapped to his back like paddling through the ocean and it's just like what i want to go there so he was yeah he gave me a smile and was like maybe we'll get to those areas in epic mickey 3 oh that's the one thing is that i mean epic mickey 2 is still off disneyland right yeah and you know i mean disneyland is walt's park and it makes sense to focus them in disneyland but if there's any other park the next closest park to walt disney is epcot yeah because the other ones you know like the magic kingdom is kind of just a carbon copy of disneyland yeah but i mean mean, that was the one thing that really threw me off in the first epic mickey is that like I, I know Disney World. I know very little about Disneyland. And just seeing how, like, things are in different areas, like, yeah. the Matterhorn exists is, in yeah. Disneyland. Yeah, so maybe, if we're lucky, we'll get to Epcot and Epic Now That would be really awesome. That would make it the best video game ever. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the more I think about that, because I, I fucking love Epcot. It's the best. Not anymore. It was. It no, was, it the, was best. the best. It's not as good as it used to be, but yeah. I still love it. I still it's still really, very, really very good. We could have a whole segment on how much how sad it makes me to think about Epcot yeah. and how good it used to be. I, I think we need to And do it's an still Epcot really segment. good. It still is really good, but like, oh man, that like ah uh, you you're gonna you're gonna hit me because I, I can't remember the name of it, but it's that ride that like had like I think like Bobcat Goldthwait was a voice. Oh, in it's it. Cranium Command. That's one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah, yeah. That, that, uh, I remember going on that ride when I was younger, and then when I went back, um, like probably like eight, seven or eight years later, I was like, Where the hell did this go? Yeah, and they then I read about it on Wikipedia million. later. I was like, oh, man. They lost sponsorship for it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Epic Mickey 2. And the uh, game comes out November 18th. I know I'm super excited for both versions of the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. All right. Bye. Peace. Welcome to a segment on the Dempamen. They came by wave. Um, I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, and with me is Tyler Olu. And hey. the man who reviewed the Dempamen. Not, he's not a man. He is a man. I'm and a that is Nate Andrews. Are you the Dempamen? Yeah, you could call me that. You're like the OG. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about the Dempamen, which is a game that came out in North America on September 27th. There's a free demo, so if you have a 3DS, totally go pick it up. Because if you do like the game, you can just take that demo, transfer the save data, and use it in the final game. There's also a sequel that came out in Japan, I think pretty much almost the exact same day as it finally came out in North America, which yeah. you know, improves on it. And it's coming out in Europe before the end of the year. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of interested I'll... in that one. What, the sequel? I... Yeah, yeah. I've heard some some things about it that that sound a lot more interesting than this game. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really heard too much about it. I'll probably 
harassed Danny Bivens at some point um, to, one, write impressions for the site, and two, for my own personal enjoyment to uh, find out what's going on with that game. Because I assume it'll probably come here. It looks like Depa Men, you know, might, might be a success in North America on the eShop. But, Nate, let's have you start with your thoughts on the Dempamen as you reviewed it and kind of gave it a mediocre uh, score, but... Yeah, eh. it's it's kind of good. I, there are parts of it I enjoy. Um, I think the gist of my review is that it's very consistent, but it's also very bland, if, you know? I'm um, not going to deny that. Yeah, I think yeah. Tyler would. Yeah, I want to hear what Tyler has to say. <laughs> Well, you can for, you can read Nate's review on the yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. Let's I don't want to read it. I so I guess maybe it's just to me. I've always I felt like maybe it's like a difference in how you play the title. Um, I know like the review process for like an RPG. Like we give you a bit more time, but still you have to put in. You want to make sure that you see everything and experience yeah. the whole game before you write a review. And I'm just playing it in like chunks. So like in the time that you took to write the review, I'm probably like I only have like five hours into it. I just so, play the demo. Yeah. <laughs> so. so that's a good score for a demo. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just worry that like I just th- I just feel like I'm just like basically do like maybe like a dungeon level at a time, or uh-huh. I-, I open it up and catch some Dempa men, and then I close it again, and I'm just like it's just very piecemeal. Like it's almost like between other games I'm playing it. So I really enjoy the title. It is really simplistic, um, but there's something about that. Like I feel like it it almost it hides a bit of depth. Like. If you if you were to say it, Dragon Quest serves as inspiration, it's like a, it's obviously it's obviously like a lot lighter. It's, it's not as oh Dragon Quest. It's not even funny. Yeah, it's really great. Dragon Quest. We we were talking earlier. It has like it has like a puff puff reference. Like it's very much uh, it, the the lineage of the of the people at Genius Sonority. It, it makes sense. They're all there's people from Heartbeat there, and they worked on uh, yeah. early Dragon Quest titles. I but, think um, they did like four through six. I think those were all Heartbeat joints. Yeah, I think. They did seven too, maybe, but seven, maybe I'm yeah. wrong. I think that's when they stopped. They closed down after seven. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, and it really shows. And Pokemon shows they 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 have people from creatures working there as well. Um, but uh, I think it it takes certain well, aspects. I mean, and even even I mean, just going back to that quickly. Uh, yeah. I know Genius and already worked on some Pokemon spinoffs. I forget what ones exactly, but yeah, they they even oh, it's, have it's that the, development history. Wasn't it the GameCube games? Yeah, the XD Gale. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, the inspirations are clear, but I think that they take like the the key component of, of each of those games and they just make it a lot more uh, interesting and, and appealing to me. Like for instance, Pokemon. Um, I think it's people will debate on what what the the point of it is, but really a large component of it is catching monsters. And Deppman takes that same routine, except it's just it's it's a lot more. It's not as limiting. Like you just go into an area where there's a lot of where there's like a strong Wi-Fi signal, and uh, and you just like just look around with your 3ds and you can find them, and and it's just so much more uh, easy just to be like, oh, that's the kind of guy I need. I'm yeah, gonna get him right now. It's I'm super laid back. Party. Like you can just point and shoot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't need and, to worry about them like disappearing. I mean, some of them like the harder. Or at least the better ones will kind of like run away a little bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. they can be a pain. I mean, you can just like spam your net shot at them. Yeah, but then <laughs> you get a bunch like of ones that add antennas and like what's yeah, the point well, of that? Yeah, well, throw those away. Yeah, say goodbye <laughs> to them. Bring them it's back so- to the home. It's Tell almost it, like it's almost out. like in Pokemon when you come upon like a legendary and right away you're like, okay, this is a big deal. In Devman, like you'll see like crazy guys, a that shiny are, like, one, really shiny, yeah, yeah. and their antenna's weird and looks like a 
a butt or something <laughs> or like a rock. Uh, probably all rocks more likely. Um, but anyways, like so. And then with uh, Dragon Quest, it's just it has a party system where you don't really necessarily have to take control of all your party's moves. It's, you can kind of set yeah. it to auto. It's a lot and, like kind of Dragon Quest Nine because Dragon Quest Nine also had that almost like random party member element too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. um, you had your main character, and then you'd either, you know, hopefully play with your friends, but that didn't happen in North America. <laughs> so you'd be playing with kind of like randomly created characters um, of your own. Yeah. And this is that same kind of thing where you're just kind of playing with a, a wide swath of different characters, and you can kind of completely change your party for every single dungeon. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, one of the things that I think it does really well, and it kind of just plays to the portable strengths, is that. You know, you have up to eight people in your party. You start off with four, and then through the course of, like, the first couple dungeons, you go from four to six to eight. And then you have that party of eight, and then you can have more back at your house, and they all level up alongside with your guys out in the field, which is Mm -hmm. nice because then kind of when you're like, all right, this this next area, I'm going to a volcano. I want to get some guys that have, you know, water attacks. Okay, I've got four of them. Sweet. I'll just put them all in my party for this one, and they're all roughly the same level. Yeah, and same when yeah. you go searching, too. Like, they're the same, they stay the same level as your leader. Like, they're around that level, so it's not like you're picking up, like, level 2 guys when you're, like, a level 16, and then you gotta, yeah. like, just grind like crazy. It doesn't work like that, so yeah, I think they the do ones really in your cool house, they like level up. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Um, the, the, the one thing that that doesn't do, uh, if you use QR codes to get uh, men, which I actually did, because... Yeah, I, I got a few, too. Yeah, um, I, I needed more water guys for the, the volcano, so I just went and got that, but they start at level 1, but then I just dragged him along for one battle, and, like, I think in two <laughs> or three battles, he was up to, like, level 17. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that, that just speaks to how well it streamlines the whole yeah. JRPG process, which is a really important thing to me. Like, I like a light RPG. I like playing RPGs, but I don't have that kind of time to invest exactly. in them. And I regret that, and I wish I did. But So that's why Dempament, I think, really speaks to me. I mean, I think the thing that it kind of does, too, is that it almost highlights everything that's kind of boring about RPGs, too. Uh-huh. And some of that is because it's streamlined, but also because, like, I mean, I was talking to Tyler while we were waiting for Nate to uh, to come to this. And I was talking to him, I was like checking Twitter, I was checking my email, responding to emails, and I would just basically, I had Dempamet up because I wanted to play a little bit before we recorded this, and I would just like go into a battle, put the system down, hit like auto attack, yeah, yeah. go type no, I, and do what I had to do. I would do that while I was playing too. Yeah, like, I, 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 I feel like I could get to the point where like, I put that down, turn on my PS3, start playing another game, oh okay, now I gotta move a little bit and get in another fight. One thing I really like, uh, and I think because I think it might be something that like a scary point for people that turn them away from something when you hear like an automatic party that does auto attacks, you can you know select what they do, and that's yeah. entirely possible. But the audio t- the auto attack works really really it's well really because smart. yeah no it's yeah very it doesn't uh, lock them down to anything. Like you don't see what they're gonna do, and say a member of your party gets really damaged, then the healing guy will heal him. Yep. Uh, or if someone it's not, dies, like, it's not like, uh, they'll revive it even if like when you hit auto. Yeah. You know, the guy wasn't dead yet, so... Yeah, it's really smart, nice. just how it, how it changes, like, almost on the fly. It's not like the, the healing guy is locked to attack, so he's going to attack even though if someone needs to get healed. He'll heal whoever needs to be healed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it, but there is that kind of part of me that's like, I can only play so much of it because it just gets kind of monotonous. Mm-hmm. But it is yeah, kind I, of enjoyable as a TV game. And I the think one it's thing almost that, streamlined to a fault. Yeah. I mean, it's like, there's very... 
little interaction in the game overall. It's kind of like you set up your party and then you just hit go almost. I mean, like some of the bosses I found to be fun because that is a lot more of like, you know, who's going to attack? Do I want to have this guy drop back and, you know, help my healer heal and use an item? Because that's when it kind of gets more difficult and tense. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's just kind of like build your party to attack that dungeon correctly and then like let the pieces go. And it's it's really fun to a certain degree. It does have that nice like that nice Dragon Quest esque feedback loop. But it's also the kind of thing that if there's another game around, I'm gonna put it down right away. Like yeah. it happened to come out during a time when I wasn't playing too much, so I played it for like a week or so. And then I got Pokemon and Code of Princess, and I'm just like, nope, nope, I don't really want to play it anymore. But the good thing about that is that when there is another lull, you know, probably at this point, not until, like, December, um, I could probably just pick up Dempamen after not playing it for three months and not be lost at all. And I think that's something that's really great to have in a portable game, especially a downloadable one. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice thing to have, but it shouldn't be, like, the thing to have for too exactly. long. But I think it presents a challenge, too. Like, it's not entirely a cakewalk. I think uh, just because of its dungeon crawler kind of um, the aspects of that where, you know, as you go deeper into the dungeon, there's no way out. Like, you have to finish the floor and hope that there's, like, a war point or a staircase that'll that'll allow you to leave the dungeon. And then you can heal from there and then go back in. So otherwise you'll lose your party. And this is another cool thing about, you know, how it's streamlined is, like, if you die, your leader, uh, who always has to be in your party, and that's who you start off with... um, uh, he he stays in your party, but you can go back to you can. There's a Dempa shrine where you can make these like sacrifices to earn people back. However, if you earned um, the if you found the Dempaman, you know maybe in your living room, then you'll find those exact Dempaman when you turn yeah. when you go back into that search mode. So you can have those guys back with older moves, and you don't lose uh, all their items and all their power ups. They kind of just drop off them, and you get them back, and you can put them on someone else if you want. Well, you can also go to the. Uh... Like the, 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 I want to just say the church because that's the Dragon Quest thing that it is, um, and just <laughs> like you know have offerings and get get yeah, the exactly. men back that way too. Yeah, so that's I mean, good. this game is littered with Dragon Quest references. I mean, it really <laughs> is. It's just like Dragon Quest, but streamlined and with weird tingle esque people. Uh, one nagging point of mine for sure is like what I like I said it can be difficult when you're going from floor to floor because you have a party of eight. Uh, it's not a cakewalk though because then you'll the game will just increase the amount of enemies that you're attacking and they'll yep. be high level too. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's times <laughs> the the enemies are like randomly generated. So as you watch your map, they'll like blip off and they'll come back on. Yep. And but the worst is like when you're like okay, I'm not doing too hot. I'm really hoping there's a warpoint here and the guy will like re- like generate right on top of yeah. you and you can't yep. escape it. And it, there's also an aspect where like you can kind of like sneak up on them and then you get the first attack, but that's like really hard to do. Like yeah, <laughs> nine times out of ten, they're gonna spin around and be like up yep. your butt in like ten seconds. Like it's so weird. So I guess uh, I- I'm curious. Did you guys either? Of you guys really buy anything from the shop? Yeah, uh, I buy. I buy like when I went into the dungeon where um uh to f- with the ghosts and stuff. I bought though. I might be doing it wrong. Like I like I like RPGs, but maybe this is like the dumb. RPG nub guy thing to do, but like I bought the bracelets that would allow them to all fight ghosts. Yeah, well, I did that um, too, buy, like, only because it's, it's super stuff. inconvenient when you can't, yeah. you know, but you just like run up to somebody and try to bash him, there's no damage. Yeah, but yeah. but then again, before you enter those areas, like they have like these characters, and maybe one of you guys remembers the name for them. They have like the, the big nose they're, and the they're dwarves. They're dwarves. They, uh, they're super super weird. Super. Yeah, you know, I love the localization in some spots. Um, it's it's really like I mean it's. 
once again, you can tell it's Dragon Quest like because they have stupid accents. <laughs> yeah. But it is very clever. And and they do have one part that I just passed where they even have like a silly like go and talk to all these dwarves and then talk to like the chief and then he'll quiz you on what they said. Yeah, and it's God, just I like my my head just spun because I'm just like, What what the hell are they saying? Yeah, like he's saying shit. it like Yoda. So before you enter like the the areas where you'll fight, they'll they'll give you warnings and they'll say really weird ways of telling you that yeah, you can't like, hurt water ghosts. no good here yeah <laughs> uh, make sure purple in party yeah <laughs> and you'll find them like i remember you like you're going through a dungeon you'll find one mining and you're like oh my god i'm gonna get something super sweet and then he's just like he's like oh man i got lost on my way here I, this is not where i want to be yeah. and like, work is you're like, hard oh. yeah yeah it's really weird and then you got the but pop, I, buy, pop I think guy. i buy a lot from the shop maybe i'm doing things like clothes and stuff can they can really you can outfit yeah, yeah clothes I, are actually kind of cool yeah, yeah yeah i didn't i haven't really experimented too much of that i only did that recently but i mean the whole thing with clothes is you can basically like change what color your and so what element your temperament is right yeah yeah that's cool. And if if you buy like light clothes, like if you buy a blue shirt for a blue guy, then he becomes even stronger. Like it, it's it's interesting. Ah, that that is kind of cool. I I the only thing I really bought at the shop were uh like the escape rope things. I think they're called teleporters. Yeah. Just because I would go into dungeons and be like, well, I could try to find an exit, or I could just warp out. <laughs> that is that is true. <laughs> it's not as brutal as like Sheer in the Wand or anything like that. Yeah. So, it's, it, um, it, it ain't exactly. A roguelike, yeah. although it does have similarities. But I can I can understand Nate's opinion. Like I totally understand where Nate's coming from. Like it's not like because there's people that aren't like me that that have time to play these kind of games. And if you play really great RPGs, then and play something like this, like you can, there's, it's obvious that something's lacking. Um, but for me, it's just like just perfect. Like it's very pick up and play. If I put down Pokemon and come back to it, like I might be kind of I'll be kind of confused at what's going on. Like. Uh, it's it's really weird, but with them men, there's no there's no story or anything oh, yeah. like that, which is a da- yeah. which is not necessarily a good thing, but there isn't. So it's, well, there is. You're like either yeah, there's some... <laughs> it's, it's very a, simple. You're either like oh, am I fighting or am I gonna start fighting? Like it's just one or the other. <laughs> like there's no there's no in between. There's no going around and going on uh, peace hunts and trying to find twelve leaves for this guy and well, right you just take weird uh, orbs, you take weird so. dwarf quizzes. But, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I definitely totally agree with Nate's review, but I still kind of enjoy it. And it's a game I'll probably go back to every now and then, um, like, over the next couple months. But probably will never finish it. But I've already put, like, seven hours into it. So for, for a $10 game, that's kind of worth it, for yeah. me at least. Yeah. And it's super cute, right? Yeah. Yeah, we can all agree on it. It's super cute. Well, I don't know. Sometimes those men can be kind of creepy. Yeah. Oh, I like that well, yeah, when they have like a tongue going up to their nose and stuff, uh, and they all say weird things. It's really cool. I remember at first I, I was like, I was like, why don't they just people just use me? Like I remember like with uh, like Namco titles on the Wii, like they'd always be like, oh, and then there's Wii like characters, and they'd be yeah. like really stupid. But this is like they did a really good job in just having all these like different faces that like interchange yeah. parts and look different each time. And I wish I could put my face on like the leader or something. That would oh, be, be cool. Cute. Maybe in the sequel, we or on know. all of them. Yeah. <laughs> One of us. One of uh, us. I would. I. I really think. I really. I really look forward to seeing some uh, cosplay. I think I did. I think I saw a photo. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if they found it. That. Someone linked it on Twitter of like three guys in <laughs> Wait, was, was there actually one? 
I thought you were just I joking think, I've, about I've that. I've seen one. I, now, now, if it wasn't you, I don't know who it was, but I saw one, and it wasn't it wasn't something like uh, Teletubbies or something, which is what yeah, my yeah. concern was. It was like legitimately Dempaman. Like oh. the things on their heads were like weird shapes. Yeah, weird. Oh no, we were um, talking about that on Twitter, but yeah, yeah. And I, someone just posted it. It had no relation to me at all, but I was like, oh, that's perfect. I'm glad someone's. People are really quick. I'm not glad someone's doing that. <laughs> and then, like they look like uh, Tingle. Like I feel like they're yeah, they all do. distant cousins or something. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, this is the kind of game that I really look forward to seeing the sequel. And oh, we there know it it's is. made. <laughs> oh, that's frightening. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to uh, put a link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Depaman is a pretty entertaining game if that's yeah. your thing. If play it's the not demo. your thing. Yeah, definitely check out the demo at a minimum. It's free. You can and it lets play you get, it you can get pretty far in it. So. And you get a, I think you get a really good sampling. Like, if you're going to turn it off within, like, 10 minutes then it's not for you like it's not gonna yeah, yeah. really get i think i, I put better. like an hour into the demo i think maybe yeah, a little too. less i remember i don't know if there was a lot more to do i remember you just go through the first dungeon and then it ended it seemed like people were maybe they just kept restarting it going it over and over and over again well you can just go back and like walk through that dungeon yeah 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 so I, once it was done i was like okay it was just a week to wait so i was like i'll just buy the full game yeah yeah so yeah that's uh that's the depot hope you enjoyed hearing us talk about it <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget to uh, follow all of us on Twitter. If you just go to NintendoWorldReport.com, you can see all of our handles right on the main page there. And if you'd like to get your question answered, you can send it to connectivity at NintendoWorldReport.com. And also, if you have a chance, please rate and review us on iTunes.